Hello and welcome to Gender Forking, the life and death podcast where we discuss Stephanie Meyer's official <laughs> feminist <laughs> Twilight swapped. Nope. <laughs> Twilight, Twilight swapped gender. That's what it feels like. The Twilight swapped gender, gender book. <laughs> Everything's the same except for the time of day. <laughs> gender swapped version of twilight yep she's your host sam yep and that's Lori. (laughs) try not to get it mixed up it happens all the time in our normal lives yep i'm pretty sure that there are some people that have first of all never seen us apart yeah but second of all couldn't tell the difference yeah either yeah way. it's that's really real <laughs> before we begin what is the forecast today the in, forks? in forks it is 59 degrees and partly cloudy mm. with a chance of afternoon showers sounds like my kind of day <laughs> today in maine it is 87 degrees <laughs> and sunny and i am not thriving <laughs> so today for this episode we have oh wait what are we calling it today Today's for this episode is called <laughs> matching tan sweaters <laughs> we have read chapters 11 through 13 of life and death and we will start by discussing chapter 11 complications yes. or complications 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 Overall, this whole section wasn't as rich as the previous sections were. This is sort of like a, a part of the book where it's very, very focused on the relationship between Bo and Edith. Yeah. So it's a little bit slow in that regard, but it's great if you love fluff. Yeah, which I do. Yeah. Which I do. I love it very much. Actually, in this first section, I, I found several moments that I felt were quite gendered. Okay. Most of chapter 11 is Bo and Edith at school together having conversations, like sharing information about themselves, just like kind of typical get to know you things. And there's this sort of interesting conversation at the beginning of the chapter on page 172 that I wrote down. It's interesting because I remember the the equivalent conversation in Twilight. It's it's between Michaela. Yeah, Bo yeah. and Michaela and she's like, um, so you and Edith Cullen, huh? And she says, I don't like it. And he says, Well you don't actually have to and she says so she just snaps her fingers and you heal. That's so different from what happens in Twilight. Yeah, in Twilight, it's, like, it's kind of funny because the way that they put it, like, I want to say that Michaela, like, mutters, I don't like it. Yeah. Whereas, like, Mike is... He's, like, almost expressing his concern. Yeah, he's, like... And, like, like, he's afraid of I don't like it, you know, yeah. And does it, does he, I know in the movie he says it looks like, he looks at you like you're something to eat, but he doesn't say that in the book, too. I don't... We can check. You and Colin, huh? He asked, oh. just tone rebellious. That's none of your business, Mike. I warned. He looks at you like you're something to eat. It yeah. is mentioned in Twilight. It's like, you could. she could have easily written that line about Edith as well. Yeah, definitely. It's like sort of like a predatory statement. Yeah. Which has a double meaning because she's actually a predator. He doesn't say, so he just snaps his fingers and you heal. Like, yeah. this is a very much like a connotation of like, oh, she's oh, like, she, you're, you've, whipped. you're whipped. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is so sexist. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think that there's like... And necessarily an equivalent? No, I don't think so. I don't think there's an equivalent to being whipped. I think if you're whipped and you're a woman, you're, like, either... You're being abused. Being loyal, or you're being, like, (laughs) abused and exploited, you know? Which, like, it doesn't really seem like Michaela's concerned that Bo is being abused by Edith. Yeah, and it also, like, doesn't even, like, aside from that, it doesn't even really make sense why she's saying that to him. Yeah. Because, like, there's nothing to suggest that that is the case. Right. There's not, like, they have not, like... 
Bo and Michaela have not talked about that relationship. Right. Like, there's nothing, there's no, have been no public displays of, like, Edith making Bo do stuff. Like, it, yeah. they are just, like, in public together. Right. So it doesn't really make sense why she said that at all, so I'm confused as to, like, why Stephanie Meyer decided that was the right line. Right. I would agree. Yeah. I also wrote that scene down. Yeah. There's another moment that might need to be cross-referenced. I remember pretty clearly, I believe, in Twilight, when Edward spies on Bella in gym class, she's, like, pretty angry about it. But in in Life and Death, Bo's not very upset about it. They just sort of laugh it off. Right. Yeah, she does get mad. She's like, you weren't listening again. I was horror-struck. All of my trace, all traces of my sudden good humor vanished. How's your head, he asked innocently. You're unbelievable. I turned, stomping away in the general direction of the parking lot, though I hadn't rolled walking out at this point. He kept up with me easily. We walked in silence, a furious, embarrassed silence on my part to his car. That's what I remember exactly. But here, it's like, she says, how was Jim? And he said, I was suddenly suspicious. Fine. Really? Her eyebrow shut up. How's your head? You didn't. She started walking slowly towards the parking lot. I automatically fell into step with her. You were the one who mentioned how I'd never see you, seen you in gym. It made me curious. Great, I said. Fantastic. Well, sorry about that. I don't mind walking home if you don't want to be seen with me. So it's, like, more of a joke. It's, it's more of a joke. like, a disagreement or, like, yeah. a betrayal or, like, of, like an invasion privacy. of privacy. Yeah. yeah. I do think Which is cool, but, yeah. like... <laughs> it's, like, Edith is better. Yeah. I, I guess. Don't, I don't know if it's, like, one of those things that Stephanie Meyer was, like, hmm, maybe I should change that because, like, it's kind of mean, but I just, like, don't think so. Like, I don't know. I do think it's notable to say, like, on the next page that when Bo and Edith are talking about... Rose, uh, Royals, sorry. Royals car? Royals I also wrote the, that. The scene is identical. It's identical. It's guys ogling her, her, or yeah. Royals car, just as it is in Twilight. Mm-hmm. So, with this, okay, so, like, the car thing, like, Stephanie Meyer can't make up her mind, like, yeah. what is gendered about cars and what isn't, because, so, like. like, if Jules were there, Jules would be drooling over yeah, the so, car like, as well. Julie's into cars, but, like, a bunch of random girls are not into cars, so it kind of brings up this question again of, like, who is allowed to, to have, like, these quote-unquote gender-swapped interests and, like, who isn't. And again, it's, like, men continuing to be masculine in their interests and girls yeah. just being masculine as well. <laughs> Even the way that Bo and Edith talk about it is the exact same with, like, the whole, yeah. like, I don't speak car driver. Yeah. But then immediately afterwards, Edward asks, are you still angry? But there's no, there's no anger in this scene. Yeah. I think, oh, you know, in the beginning when Stephanie's like, Bo isn't as angry as Bella, he doesn't have the chip on his shoulder that she does. I wonder if this is one of those moments. But, like, why? I really wonder why. It just gives off the impression that he's more of, like, a relaxed, like, easygoing guy. Or, like, the dopey guy that's just following around the beautiful vampire. Yeah, and then Bella's, like, I don't know, has more insecurity and, like, moodiness, honestly. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, going back to the cars for a second, like, the... The whole thing where, like, men and women being, being interested in masculine things is, like, a very typical, like, approach to, like, unisex stuff or, yeah. like, gender neutrality where it's not actually gender neutral. It's just defaulting to masculinity. Right. Which is, happens, like, all the time. Which um, will be interesting to see, like, what Archie's interests unfold to be like. Yeah. Because... So it's, it's harder because, like, that's part, like... Fashion was like so, like so much a part of like what Alice stood for, I guess. Yeah. Like, like a lot of other stuff too. But yeah. like, that's a really big part of it, and they've hinted that that will be true. The thing that you mentioned about like, like the anger not being there in the scene, I feel like that, like that is something that has been coming up again and again and again. Edith is not as snappy 
at Bo, and Bo isn't as reactive. Like, it's not... Sometimes I read Twilight, and it just feels like this up and down of emotion constantly, yeah. where they're, like, always trying to figure out, like, if the other one is mad at, mm-hmm. at them, and I don't feel this way about Bo and Edith. It seems a lot more... I'm not stable, but, like... Kind of loving. Yeah. Like, more, like... It feels more normal. Yeah. I mean, it still has sort of the ups and downs of, like, falling in love for the first time, right. but it's not... Um, Especially with a vampire. Yeah. yeah. All that intensity is there, but it's not unnecessarily, like, dramatic, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I think is a, a good thing. I think that is something that Stephanie Meyer was criticized for mm-hmm. a lot, and maybe so that's maybe that she intentionally toned it down, and that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with her decision to gender swap it. Yeah. So a little bit later in Chapter 11, there's, like, this really interesting addition to the plot of the this universe. In Twilight, the, it exists that um, Tyler has has it in his head that he's taking Bella to prom. Correct, yeah. Um, it's, but I didn't really remember it as being as prominent as it I is in Life and Death. I don't think it was addressed in this way. It was not addressed in the way that Bo chooses to address it. And I was reading this, and I literally said out loud, Bella would never. Bella would never. <laughs> that's what she was talking about. Yeah. That's the title of the episode. Bella would never. Bella would never. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the way a lot about Bo. We should say what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo's freaking out because Taylor thinks that she's going to prom with Bo, and, like, Edith tells has told him that she already has her dress and, like, it's causing all this tension with Logan. So he decides to, like, rather than, like, be like, hey, like, I'm with Edith, I'm not taking you to prom, like, I don't, Which I'm is sorry. an option. Yeah, being like, I'm sorry that, I like... I have a girlfriend now. Yeah, I have a girlfriend and, like, I honestly, like, never agreed to take you to prom. I'm sorry for that misunderstanding. Yeah. Like, instead of being like that, right. he decides to go in front of all of his friends and be like, look, I can't do this anymore. And then, I'm just going to read this yeah. out loud because it's sure, so go dramatic. For it. Go for it. I'm tired of being a pawn in your game, Taylor. Do you even realize that I have feelings of my own? And all I can do is watch while you use me to make someone else jealous. You don't care if you break my heart in the process. Is it being beautiful that's made you so cruel? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to play anymore. This whole prom charade, I'm out. Go with the person you really want to be with. And then he like looks at Logan. Yeah. So, I'm wondering, because hashtag Bella would never... But yeah, never. I'm wondering if maybe in Midnight Sun we learn that Edward and Emmett hatch this little plan to set up Angela and Ben. What happens is Edward is like reading everyone's thoughts and he's like, wow, I fucking hate all of these high schoolers <laughs> except for Angela because she's such a sweetheart that she's never had a mean thought in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I want to do something nice for Angela that like I can like feel good about, which is like a brand new leaf for Edward Cullen because he's never done a nice thing in his life. <laughs> but um, so he gets together with Emmett and in class, in Spanish class, they're sitting in front of Ben um, who he knows that Angela is, like, interested in, asks Emmett to, like, basically, like, say, like, to Edward, oh, are you gonna ask Angela out? And then Edward's like, no, I would really love to, but, like, she's so hung up on this Ben guy. And then Ben's sitting right behind him, and Emmett's like, dude, Ben's right there. <laughs> and, um, so good. it's really, really funny to read in Midnight yeah. Sun because it's like, it's a moment that you get of between Edward and Emmett yeah. that you don't really get to see much and of it. You also just get to see them like do something nice for a human. Yeah. Which, which is, is like, funny. they have like all a very this high school power. Moment. Yeah. They have all this power to like do things like that. Yeah. And they have the ability to make like positive change. Maybe that's not like a large thing, but yeah, like it's, it's nice a small thing and it's nice for Angela. It works, and it sets up Ben and Angela, and I'm wondering if maybe that's a replacement of that. 
Which is weird because it's in Midnight Sun and not yeah, in Twilight. it's not in Twilight. And it's interesting because that situation works because, like, there would not be a situation where, like, Edward and Emmett would just talk to either Ben or Angela. Exactly. But in this situation, like, it's Bo's friends and he can just pull Taylor aside and be like, what's hey, good? Yeah. yeah, like, what's up, buddy? Like, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to prom together and also Logan has a huge crush on you. That's yeah. all that needs to be said, but yeah. Bo goes about it in a very dramatic way. Yeah. Which I feel like is so interesting because Bella would never yeah she would never have the confidence to attract that attention yeah 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 I don't know what kind of high that Bo is on after like touching Edith's face but like (laughs) he hasn't even at this point he hasn't even at this point yeah Yeah. okay you're right it was hilarious I love it so then they go home and talk in the car for a really long time they do there's like that twilight conversation the twilight conversation first like this isn't meaningful or significant in any way but Mm -hmm. like if I were to ask you hey like how late is it what would you say to me? <laughs> Don't give me the actual time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be like, oh, oh it's Twilight. It's twilight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I feel so safe at this time of day. <laughs> right. And like, I, I wouldn't be like, oh, it's, you know, it's early afternoon. Like, I'm sure you know yeah, generally. I know where the fucking is. sun is. <laughs> right. You don't need to tell me, like, oh, it's dark out. Like, if I'm asking you, like, how late it is, I want you to be uh, like, oh my God, it's five o'clock. Like, you better get inside. Charlie's going to be home soon. What time is it? It's daytime. <laughs> We should, it's nighttime. We should fuck with everyone in your house and be yeah. like, what time is it? I'd be like, you know, it's like the sun has passed the elm tree, but not yet reached the oak. Are you fucking with me? Like, just tell me what time it is. I wrote down a part on page 183 for those reading along at home. You better be. You better. Um, Bo tries to kiss Edith in the car. Yeah. I don't think that happens in Twilight. Twilight either. I don't remember Bella making that attempt I really want to check because I don't want to, like get hated on by the fans <laughs> yeah the diehard twilight fans that are gonna yeah listen to our podcast i think um, you're out there not no not not even close nothing in nothing in twilight at this part nowhere does bella try to kiss edward which is just so weird that she keeps doing that stephanie yeah. meyer again like i don't know you mentioned like the idea that like it's men who have to initiate sexual contact or whatever right. but like in chapter 13 which we'll talk about like edith is the one who kisses beau like, yeah and, like, so it's interesting because, like, there is this thing where, like, he keeps sort of, like, maybe unconsciously, like, leaning towards her or, like, going to cross some boundary that he's not sure, like, where that boundary is because he doesn't want her to freak out and, like, I don't know, kill him. Kill him. It's really what it is. But it's, I mean, it really mimics, like, this, it's really a dialogue on consent, I feel. Yeah. And, like, these are added in moments and we don't have an equivalent in mm-hmm. Twilight because Bella just kind of, like, stays put. Yeah, and um, waits for Edward to come to her. Yeah, but me- meanwhile, Bo is, like, having explicitly, like, sexual, sexual thoughts. thoughts and desires towards e- toward Edith, is almost acting on them, mm-hmm. and it seems to clear up a little bit more in the meadow scene yeah. once they're kind of used to touching each other. Yeah. At the very end of this chapter, you see a confrontation that is, first of all, beautifully done in the mm-hmm. Twilight film. The most wonderful scene is when Billy Black <laughs> and Edward Cullen make those fucking faces at each other. I love Robert Pattinson. <laughs> yeah, they just make the, like the most like ridiculous faces driving past each other. And what I'm imagining is Robert Pattinson with really long ginger hair. We get jewels again. Yeah. In um in this next the last part of the chapter and in the first part of, of the next chapter. Chapter twelve. Chapter 12. Again, I love jewels. Yeah, um, I think jewels is really. She's cool. really likable i was right in my assumption that jules can't drive legally but <laughs> making that little comment to charlie like we get our permits early on the res which yeah. is like 
it's it's kind of I like thinking about Charlie's too. reaction is that like he's like no you yeah. fucking don't yeah <laughs> but like I think it's funny I'm under the impression that Stephanie Meyer changed something in this book so that like she's not gonna be writing the other ones yeah um I don't know what that is yet but I'm under that impression and also like just from hints online I thinking that that might be right the way that i feel about julie is much more positive than the way i feel about jacob yeah and i'm not sure if it's just where i am in my life but i feel like (laughs) (laughs) i feel like the i feel more positively about i feel like beau and julie make potential actual sense as a couple right whereas i never felt like bella and jacob should be a couple i felt like that never ever made sense i don't know how i feel about that but i do feel like Julie and Bo make sense as friends. Yeah. Right now. And for sure. In the way that Bella and Jacob made sense as friends, but even more so. Yeah. Like, it It makes more sense to me that Julie and Bo would be friends. I don't know. I don't know why that is. Maybe, I think it is Bo specifically, though. I think it's Bo. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I didn't really write a ton more about, like, the Bonnie and Julie part of this chapter. Yeah. It's certainly interesting that. Um, you know, Charlie is still Charlie, but we, now we have oh. his his best friend as a woman. Right. And now, I... They're watching the game together and, like... <laughs> yeah. Something I I thought about is, as Sam said, like, we don't know if this book will leave the potential for this to be explored in future books, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. But Charlie can't fall in love with Sue Clearwater if he's straight. Yeah. So either Charlie's gay... Which, like... Stephanie Meyer would never. Stephanie Meyer would never. I would, though. Yeah. Sue Clearwater is a woman still, which could be one of those, like, mysterious, like, not-swapped characters. I don't think so. I doubt it, though. I don't think so, because I think I saw those names online. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, I didn't see them. So, is he gonna be forever alone? Or is he going to fall in love with Bonnie? Because if he falls in love with Bonnie, which I think would be natural, because they're friends, they're comfortable with each other, and, like... I don't think that that would be out of the question. Then Julie and Bo would be step-siblings mm. if they get married. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Anything to make the Jacob-Bella relationship fail, I'm here for. Yes. Even if it's in a gender-swapped universe. Yeah. I don't have anything else for that section. Sure. I just wrote down Archie with a heart because we actually get like a small interaction between Bo and Archie. Mm-hmm. Um, they get introduced the afternoon before. Edith and Archie are going to go hunting before Bo and Edith spend a day together on Saturday. And I love him. Yep. And he's very important to me. Yep. And I would die for him. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that's it. I just wanted to say it. Sure. Um, <laughs> I wrote page 194 okay. that when Edith leaves a note to be safe. Yeah. The, the, script, handwriting the handwriting is different. The handwriting. the handwriting is not the same. It's different. It's um, different handwriting than Edward's handwriting. Yeah. It's a little more a little ornate. more feminine yeah and edward's handwriting is pretty feminine yeah because it's to begin nice with handwriting. because it's script it's <laughs> old-fashioned it's beautiful it's kind of yeah. is even more like which is funny ostentatious i guess yeah and like i think it's so interesting that out of the things she chose she looked at that little be safe and she was like no no Edith would not write like that. More frilly, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's let's improve upon this. Yeah. This looks even more like 
obnoxious calligraphy like no one would write like that like you, you could have really nice handwriting and you wouldn't write like that there was one little comment that kind of reinforced something we talked about before which is that Bo says that he's seen plenty of horror movies yes and which adds to that he's seen uh, he saw an action movie recently at the right. beginning of the which Bella book. Bella would never Bella would never um once again I have a couple more things to say about this chapter so I think it is interesting that they show up wearing matching clothes. Yep. Um, and I thought that that was so Sam and her boyfriend, Alex. <laughs> Shout out to Alex. Oh, um, I can't believe I'm the editor of this podcast. Can't believe you're leaving that in. <laughs> can't believe you're leaving that in. They wear matching clothes on yeah. accident so much. We do. And I love it. We, You and I wear matching clothes on accident. Yes, and... It's like, what am I feeling today? Am I feeling super femme? I'm matching Lori. Am I not? I'm matching Alex. I love that. I it's great. <laughs> my own fluidity it's like if alex and i ever matched it would be like the end of the entire yeah, world the binary would collapse yeah because you and <laughs> we, alex are the binary we would have fixed gender <laughs> yeah <laughs> the gender swap universe but it's just your life <laughs> i think it's funny actually in the description of the clothes that um Bo specifies that his the cut of his shirt and sweater are different <laughs> it's like yeah obviously you're wearing like a man's clothes which doesn't have scoop necks yeah like, <laughs> Oh, I wish, though. Yeah, um, I wish. I did also pick up on page 199 that Bo mentions that he is trying to stop himself from staring yeah. at Edith's boobs. Yeah. Which I is so that. funny. <laughs> it's like, like there is no equivalent yeah, to that. Yeah, there is none. I think that maybe in Twilight she's, like, staring at his chest, which yeah, is not the same. It's not the same boobs. because it's not as invasive. Like, if somebody it's is staring not. at your boobs and you catch them, it's like back the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but I think that that is such an interesting addition because, like, it's not a substitute. I, I don't think it's a substitution, No, really. absolutely not. And I think, I mean, the way that he says it, he literally says in his, like, inner monologue, don't, don't stare, stare, don't stare. Which I think is so funny. Yeah. Really funny. Another sexual comment. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting this, like, less angry, more sexual version of Bella in Bo. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, like, that's what we needed all along. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I love Bella. I would yeah. die for Bella. But also, I love Bo. I would die for Bella. She needs it more. <laughs> he needs it more. <laughs> I think that this section, like, solidified in my mind the separate characters of Bo and Bella and Edith and Edward. Yeah. I don't, there's this one conversation, actually, on page 198 that is almost not believable because it's so similar to the Twilight dialogue. We talked earlier about how um, their conversations are less, like, broody and angsty and angry. But yeah. this one's actually exactly the same. I've always th thought it was kind of an odd conversation um, between Bella and Edward and now between mm -hmm. Bo and Edith. Edith is, like, angry, almost. She's, like, angry that Bo hasn't told anyone that they're spending the day yeah. together. And Bo is, like... Dude, I trust you. Yeah, it's fine. And then he's, like, kind of angry. Not angry, but just, like, kind of caught up in himself because he's about to hike five miles and he's, like, worried about it. Word. So they're just, like... Also very me. Yeah. <laughs> so they're kind of just, like, both not feeling great and just, like, aren't really speaking yeah. to each other. And, like, <clears throat> I always thought that was a weird conversation. But it almost isn't believable because I don't feel... Like, it's it's almost less believable that Edith doesn't have self-control because of the mm -hmm. way that she's been characterized. The self-control thing with, with Edward is also an interesting discourse because that feels very gendered. Like, yep. I'm going to lose control around you is, like, a very masculine yeah. stereotype. I think that about men. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like... Like, men can't control themselves, especially yeah. sexually and physically in general. In anger, problems in yes, men all are those more things, commonly like, represented and, like... Yeah, and, like, aren't accountable for those things. Yeah. Um, and it's just the way that she, that Stephanie Meyer has characterized Edith so far and, like, not being 
as temperamental as Edward, yeah. I think. Obviously, it's believable because she's a vampire, but, like, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't feel, like, yeah. as much of a threat. Like, I'm, I believe Bo more. Like, I side with Bo that, like, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't necessarily rational because of the lore. It's like Stephanie Meyer won't let me engage in this gender discourse because she's like, well, it's just because he's a vampire. Yeah. So Edith is about to step out into the sunlight in the meadow. Yeah. Um, meadow scene, extremely iconic. We're a little bit over halfway into the book now. Yeah. Um, and this is where Midnight Sun has just ended. Yeah. Um, so chapter 13 is called Confessions. So mm-hmm. I no longer have the advantage of knowing what Edward is thinking. Yeah. So that doesn't inform how I think Edith is reacting to things. Yeah. Which is honestly, Stephanie, if you're listening... I give bet us. she is, honestly. She probably is. Yeah. You know, what else is she doing? She's not fucking writing. <laughs> yeah. But give True. us Midnight Sun. Yeah. I I don't it's care. It's like, I don't understand why you wrote this book instead of Midnight yeah. Sun. Yeah. It's like, I don't care if you wrote it on a fucking napkin. Yeah. On, like, don't the plane. Don't even write it. Just tell me what happens and I'll write it. I'll write it for you. Yeah. I'll ghostwrite Midnight Sun. Mm-hmm. You can publish it under your name, but I'll have written it. it. Don't even need the money. I don't care. I would do anything for this book. <laughs> I would do anything for this book. <laughs> The first thing that I really wrote down wasn't on the first few pages because I think the first few pages are literally just Bo being like, oh my god, she's, she's so on fire. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that she thinks that she's on fire. Yeah. Um, um, which I think it might be different. Um, he literally like freaks out for a second because he thinks that Edith is catching on fire in the sunlight. And then he's like, there's this really like dramatic but kind of fun part where, well, first of all, he runs forward and he almost falls to his knees. And then she's so beautiful that he's like, I thought about falling to my knees on purpose. That was the kind of beauty that you worshipped, that you built temples for and offered sacrifices to. She doesn't say anything about him being on fire. She doesn't say anything about the falling on the knees. She doesn't say anything about the goddess. She doesn't say... He says... She says that he looks like a perfect statue carved in some unknown stone, smooth like marble, glittering like crystal. Yeah. There's actually kind of a nice moment that I felt kind of hits home more for, like, the whole Edith dealing with how she feels about herself. On page 203, where he she's, like, glittering and she's beautiful and she says, are you scared now? And he said, he, like, it's, like, in italics, no. And it mm-hmm. feels more, I feel like that was a moment that is not in Twilight, but I don't he, know. Yeah, he says, don't I scare you? He asked playfully, no more than usual. That's a very different feel. That's more casual. And this felt yeah. very serious. Super serious. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, th- I took that as, like, the last time that Edith is probably going to question. Yeah. Bo's commitment yeah. to being in this dangerous position. Yeah. Yeah, so another really popular line from the series is in this chapter. So the lion fell in love with the lamb, and that has remained the same in yeah. this. Which I think book. is really um She chose she chose to keep that same line. Yeah, and I think that that's great. Which is cool. I yeah. like that. She changed the one before with if, the irrevocably in love with mm-hmm. him. If they had changed that, if she changed that, I hate mail. <laughs> um, first of all. But also it kind of goes to show like what we've been talking about, that, like, Bo's not going to be like, I'm not a lamb. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah. yep, I'm, yep, I'm, I'm a lamb. lamb. <laughs> You're a beautiful lion who glitters in the sun and I love you. <laughs> I think that that was nice that they catch that the same. They're about to leave the meadow and Edith, it's very exciting. Edith is going to, <laughs> it's great, it's great. Edith isn't going to actually carry Bo on her back, which is something that we were robbed of in the blood type chapter. Yeah. For multiple reasons. But she's actually going to put, like, piggyback style carry him. Um, and run with him down the mountain again. Yeah, and Bo is hesitant that this is going to work because he's like, you're so small, look at my long-ass legs. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you don't think I can do it? And she runs away, (laughs) picks up a fucking boulder, 
and brings it back. Edward <laughs> did not do yeah, that. Yeah, she didn't have to prove anything, which, yeah. like, I understand. Yeah. But also, it's like, she can carry you, Bo. Yeah, it's like, relax, Bo. Yeah. And then they get down to the, I don't know, near the car, I guess. Yeah. And, um, you know, Bo is dizzy, just as Bella was. And then, um, kissy kissy. Kissy First kiss. Kissy. Um, which is the same. Yep. As in Twilight. Dialogue's um, the same. Dialogue's the same. Reaction is the same. Yeah. Which is, that feels different. Yeah. That Bo has this really strong reaction. It, it doesn't feel as much of a surprise because of how little self-control he's had around yeah. her in terms of, like, trying to touch her. And then, like, now when she's, like, stay very still and, like, kisses him, he, like, becomes wild. He's like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> that reads differently. Like, I'd be so pissed if I were. Oh. Like, I I'd be like, to I told thing. you to stay still. But <laughs> yeah. when Bella does it, it's like the first time that she's really initiated any physical contact with. Yes. Well, he first... doesn't. She doesn't initiate it, but yeah. Well, it's the first she... time she responds to yeah. like, a, like yeah. She's kissing him back and like touching him and like she's never done that before, right. except for like just now in the meadow where like she touched his face. Yeah. And like held his hand, which um, is like different. I think it's very like it, it weird. It reads very different. Yeah, and like I mean. I mean, just going back a second, like, in Twilight, they ha- they don't really touch at all mm-hmm. before the meadow scene, but in Life and Death, like, they're holding hands yeah. and having some casual contact before. Right. So it doesn't I think, feel yeah. as significant, although it is Edith going through this process of, like, getting used to touching Bo and, like, being okay with it and, like, mm-hmm. not being taken aback by, like, his scent when that happens. Yeah. It doesn't feel the same. From then on, they just kind of drive back, I guess. Edith insists on driving back because Bo is, like, starstruck and what she says, she calls it, like, drunk and, like, intoxicated by her presence, which is, like, so funny. Yeah. And, I like, love that line. I love it. Line. Yeah. It's from Twilight. It is from Twilight. But it, it comes off as funnier because, like, I buy, I just, I buy that they're in love so much more than I buy the Ella. 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 Ella and, Ella and Bedward. And Bedward. <laughs> That's the Twilight we deserve. <laughs> Ella and Bedward. Yeah. Um, Twilight, but all the names are changed, but all the genders are the same. Yeah. It's different. I I do believe that Bella and Edward are in love. Yeah, like, totally I totally really believe like, it. I completely understand why. But I think that Bo, Bo and Edith's relationship is more relatable. Yeah. And almost more human. Yeah, and I don't know why yet. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I don't either. Maybe it's because they're less moody. Yeah. And that's, like, my least favorite criticism of Twilight, that Bella and Edward are moody. Right. But, like, they are. And, like, it's fine. <laughs> right. But, but this kind of reads more of, like, um, you know how the, the Twilight movie comes off as, like, much more, like, broody and yes. than the book does? Yeah. This even comes off as, like, a heightened, more funny, more relaxed version of the original, like, the book. Yeah. It, it feels very different. It feels so different from the movie. Yeah. And it even feels different from the book. So yeah. I would love to turn this into a movie. Yeah. I was thinking about that, actually. I would absolutely love to. Because I yeah. think it would be much more lighthearted. I think so. It's like, that's what we deserved in the first place. Like, it's like, what if we gender swap, <laughs> but we just have Kristen play Edith and Rob play Bo. Play Bo. Please. That'd be so please, interesting. Please. 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 <laughs> oh my god. Rob Ranson would never, oh ever god, oh agree to be part of this franchise ever again. If someone paid him so much money, he would still never return to Twilight. Oh I my would god. love it, though. I would die for that. If, oh my god, I'm just getting emotional thinking about them doing that. I would yeah. cry. I would, do you know how much I would cry watching that movie? Like, I would go to the movie theater, like, just, like, levels of excitement that I haven't had for a movie since the last Harry Potter movie came yeah. out. Yeah. 
I think that they would do so well as Bo and Edith, like, oh, playing yeah. each other's character. It's wow. like they would have such insight to that emotional process. Yeah. Also, they would probably not want to do that because they're, like, exes. Yeah, that's whatever. I didn't write anything else for the book, but I did, I did read, I did read um, Gender Fucking or Fucking Gender again, yeah. and I wrote some things down. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, not really anything substantial, because the piece itself is about queer theory as... Yeah. as a um, discipline. Yeah. I was thinking more about, like the effect of gender swapping. I mean, I, we've said this before, but I just want to, like, put it on the record again. Yeah. That, like, the idea that led Stephanie Meyer mm. to write this book is sexist. And transphobic. Yeah, transphobic. It's heterosexist. Uh-huh. Sexist. Like, it's very binary. Yeah. Gender bending and gender blending, like, there is a way for that to be subversive. Yeah. But um, this is not... But this is not it. It, <laughs> it is not being approached from... A minority space. Mm-hmm. It's being approached by a, a cis woman who yeah. doesn't know anything She's trying about to prove feminism. A point. I would love to see Twilight with gender boundaries blended in a way, or bent in a way that isn't this way. Yeah, because if you're gonna gender swap a book that is entirely of cis characters, yeah, you're not gonna. What's the point, honestly? What's the point? You're not leaving any room for any yeah. ambiguity. You're, you're, you're just forcing those binaries. Yeah, um, you're closing off the possibility for non-binary characters. You're like, yeah, and even even while it's like sometimes reading this can feel subversive, it's like in a very much like I don't know how to say like this. the bare minimum. Yeah, bare minimum like feminism that's easy to bite into like yeah. <laughs> like like oh like julie black likes cars like yeah. that's awesome like go women yeah like that's not really of, doing anything systemic it reminds me of like free the nipple yeah. activism yeah where, like a lot of them, the straight white girls i know from high school are yeah. like why can't i have my boobs out but they can have their chest out and i'm like people are dying yeah them. it's like an <laughs> it's an introduction to larger feminist issues but without Without really yeah. examining those things and not and kind of not wanting to. Right, like, kind of like the women's march. Like yeah. it's like very like feminism one oh one where you can get a lot away with being like transphobic, you can get away with being racist, you can get away with being like XYZ as yeah. long as you're wearing a pink hat and like that's not what I'm into. It's just it's very surface level and it engages like a crowd, which I get is cool, but like it doesn't actually it's not interested in, like, dismantling oppression. Yeah, it's not really... Stephanie Meyer did not queer Twilight by writing no. this book whatsoever. She did not fight any sort of dimorphism, mm-hmm. which is interesting because I don't even know if that's what... Like, she definitely intended to do something, and I think yeah. it was just to prove her own point. Yeah. But she was not intending to be like, girls and boys can do whatever they want. Right. Like, that was not the point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this book is I think... really small. That it would be very, very interesting to come at this from, like, a trans perspective because yeah. there opens the possibility for vampire childbirth in new, in Breaking Dawn again, mm-hmm. and that would tie in really well to gender-neutral parenting. Absolutely. And that would be so cool. There's a lot of things that could have been done with this to make it, like, a very cool queer vampire story, but they weren't. So... Join us next time. We read the next couple of chapters. Um, I don't even remember, but we're gonna. I think we're gonna get into the point where we meet the Cullens, the Cullens for real, which yeah. is so exciting. I'm extremely excited to learn more about them and what they're like in as their new and their new forms. <laughs> I'm lit for that. Yeah, lit for that. Join us next time for some cool Cullen discourse, and um, who knows what else? Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all for. Yeah! 
Thank you for listening to Gender Forking. To stay updated about the podcast or to contact us, follow us on Twitter at at Gender Forking or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash genderforking. For more Twilight content from us, you can follow our blog at bowlingshirtbellas.tumblr.com. If you haven't read Life and Death and you aren't reading along at home, visit bowlingshirtbellas.tumblr.com slash genderforking for plot summaries and more information about the text. For other inquiries, you can email us at bowlingshirtbellas at gmail.com. The music you are hearing is Thursday and Snow Reprise by Blank Kicked.